0: Welcome back to Fargo Watch Party. I'm JD Farrell,
1: and I'm Steve Merriweather. Fargo Watch Party is brought to you by the Modern Podcast Network.
0: We are actually, I, yeah, I'm not lying to you. We're doing episode three. We
1: we are back. Yeah. Um, we there are there are more scenes this episode of um, the 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 middle Gerhardt child eating food.
0: <laughs> what was he eating over there when they were having the little? Talking about the family possibly going to war. It was a plate of potatoes.
1: It, it was a plate of something yeah, yeah. that he offered the, yeah. the, the the other group that came in. Right. At, when he was talking to his son about going to college, he went in the fridge and ate a turkey leg or something. Uh, like, he's always eating. He like, is to the point eating. where it's it's a thing now. Yeah, like I, he he's not in a scene where he's not eating.
0: So oh, so. It. What do you think about the whole scene with the war? Do you think that family, do you think they're equipped to take on the Kansas City mob if it comes to it?
1: Of course not. Dodd, I've been saying this. Dodd is an idiot. <laughs> Dodd doesn't know what he's doing. He he has this idea of what it's like to be a mobster, but he he's never had to do anything. His mom even admitted that they've been a peacetime family since the Kennedys. Dodd doesn't know what war means, but he's a mobster, so he thinks he knows. Um. Clearly, this is the Kansas City Mafia. I mean, she's I, saying I, they're I, big time. I think the three people that they sent over can take out the whole group by themselves. <laughs> Not to mention like, w- whatever resources the Kansas City Mafia has. So, I, th- I think the mom is thinking smart. I think selling part of the business. Although although I agree with the the, the middle child. I forget his name. I, I agree with his son when he said, it doesn't look like these are people who, who only eat part, half of the pie. Like, I agree with that. I, I think they're in, they're, they want the whole thing that the Kansas City Mafia group does. But yeah. that's, that's a good place to start. And if, if you get money from a sale and then you continue to earn your annual income, like, that's, that ain't bad. Yeah. I mean, that ain't bad. Eventually,
0: do you think that the Kansas City mob legitimately would let them operate and pay them? If
1: it was all—I mean, for for a few a few seasons—and yeah. <laughs> and then they would all not be in business anymore. But you know, take their money, live their life. Like Dodd really wants to be a gangster, and that's going to be his undoing. No. That's that's going to be his undoing.
0: And I was wrong in my prediction. I thought Dodd was going to shoot one of the Kitchen Brothers. I thought. Yeah.
1: Can can we also talk about how the the poor t- typewriter the, the the guy who sells the, the typewriters like you know he was suspicious Lou recognized that there was something weird with him um, he thought at that moment so they were at the courthouse he went to confess or he he went to sort of give information yeah. he chickened out. He went back to his car. Lou saw him sort of think about it. He was in the courthouse. He was going to knock on the door, but then he walked away. Then he came back, but then he walked away. Um, and I forget what Lou called him, like a, a weasel or he was weasel, Yes, like something like that. Um, and Lou wanted to take him in and ask him more questions. And and he got away and he thought right then that he was saved. Uh, so, so Lou was interrogating Skip. Skip, once he got away from Lou and, and the, the cop, the Fargo cop Lou was with while he was in Fargo, Skip thought he was he was home free. Uh, he wanted to go visit Rye. He wanted to, you know, he Lou uh, uh, Skip now knows that this judge is dead, so he's trying to he's trying to talk to Rye to figure out what's going on. Um, like why did he why did he kill this judge? Like that's not what they said. So he goes to his apartment. Simone is there, who is Dodd's daughter, and she's like, "I'm lonely. Why don't you come in?" Um, anyway, so he gets he gets dragged out there. Um, Hansy, who's Dodd's henchman, is there. They drag him out. And the reason I'm saying all this is because at the very end of the episode, there's a scene where. Dodd is there, um, and they're trying to, like, get out of Skip where Rye is, and Rye's, like—and uh, and Skip is, like, I don't have any information, like, but if you give me a few days, like, I can find him, like, please, like, I don't know, like, I don't know anything. And then they tell him to get in a hole that they dug, and he just jumps in. I mean, yeah he doesn't try to run. Like I understand like you're going to die in that moment, but I'm not just going to jump in my own grave.
0: You're right. You're at least going to push me in and something.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs) shoot me in the back or something. Like I'm not going to jump in my own grave to then have hot, like concrete or whatever spilled on top of me. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to go out like that. And like poor skip turns out that, um, his typewriters that are actually uh spaceships um aren't gonna make it to market but I just I just don't know why I, I wouldn't go out like that.
0: I mean I was rooting for I was rooting for my boy Skip. For I that, liked Skip. For Skip.
1: Yeah. Poor man.
0: Electric typewriters of the future, They're not just for women.
1: <laughs> They're not just for women. You and then uh for a moment, you could see in his eyes that he actually thought Simone was was onto him, like was was gonna he was gonna get something. Nope. Nope.
0: All right. So we're we're on to kind of the important scene to this episode.
1: Well, one more. one well, before we get there, uh-huh. can we also talk about how Hansy was just sort of gutting gutting a rabbit? Oh yeah. You know, just just in the middle of the kitchen, Uh, and then then we saw at the very beginning he has a special affection with rabbits because when he was young a magician came and pulled a rabbit out of a hat, and so he has a special affection to rabbits. But he was just gutting it in in the kitchen like that was
0: like it was nothing
1: peak Minnesota stuff right there.
0: By the way, I also love the scene Mike Mulligan. I didn't catch it till the second time around when he said you know something about like Richard Nixon. And then when he left, he's like, "I am not a criminal."
1: Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. Mike Mulligan, he's—I like him. Yeah, I, like I feel him. like he's, he's gonna he's, fuck he's, some he's shit sh- up. He's sharp. Yeah, he—he like he knows what he's doing. All right, let's get on big scenes. Big scenes.
0: What you—you want to retell the hairdresser scene where your big Molly comes in?
1: Um, well I think it's worth noting that I think this is the first episode of the season we haven't seen baby Molly. Yeah. Thank God. Which um I I would rate this this episode a 1 out of 10 <laughs> for that reason alone. Um but uh as as we know now Betsy has cancer and um so Betsy's at the hairdresser Peggy Bloomquist works at the hairdresser, um, you know, uh, Betsy's there. She's talking about how she might lose all her hair. That's what she's hearing. Peggy's like, Oh, I have a friend who went through this. They kept all their hair, but they lost their eyebrows. And Betsy was like, Oh, I'd rather have lose the hair. <laughs> uh, and, um, then her, her, her pops walks in, um, Hank, um, and he's like, hey, you know, Lou called. He's going to be uh, late for dinner. Betsy was like, yeah, I know. I, f- I figured. Um, and then she was like, you know, you know, Hank, you know, Pops, I was thinking about this case. <laughs> you know, um, you, you said that you found the car of the gunman still at the property. And then you, you found his shoe at the property. That doesn't make any sense. Like if, if he killed somebody, why wouldn't he drive away? That doesn't make any sense. What if he was hit by a car? Um, and uh, Peggy's freaking the fuck out. And then, and then Peggy's coworker was like, "You know, you're right, Peggy. Didn't you?" And then Peggy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! This <laughs> makes no sense. What, what are they gonna do? They're just gonna hit someone and then drive home with this person with the body they, on the car with the body on?" And then Hank's like. I got to agree with Peggy. What are you going to do? You're going to hit someone, drive home with them, and then just go home and cook dinner? <laughs> uh, like, that's crazy. And Peggy's like, A, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and B, thank God it is so crazy that the cop doesn't believe him. But she is spooked. So at this point, she goes to the butcher shop. She gets Ed. Poor Ed. P- poor Ed. Let me just say again poor ed like i feel like this this man he, she he pushy she gets her husband from the butcher shop she's like he's gonna he's gonna be back after lunch we have to it's a family emergency he's like what are you doing slow down slow down and she's like they know they have a they have a a, a suspicion um you know stupid betsy's running her mouth and she said that someone might have hit him now that now that they're thinking this way we need to get the car fixed immediately and he's like, what are you talking about? It's the middle of the day. Like, what are <laughs> we going to do? And then he sees Rise picture on a wanted for murder uh, little pamphlet taped to, taped to a window. And he got spooked right then too. Like, this is a thing that is happening and they killed this man. And so he got spooked. And so next thing we see, they are both in their car um, in the middle of nowhere. And Ed's like, are you sure this is going to (coughs) work? And Peggy says, it'll work. My uncle did this all the time. If you get in a wreck while you're drunk, the insurance doesn't like to pay for it. So what he used to do is he would just park his car, wait till he sobered up, and then get in another accident and say that both things happened. And that's how he got the insurance to pay for it. And he did it for most of his life. And so it's a thing. She... Peggy just said that like it was nothing. Yeah. Like they're about to commit insurance fraud, and like this is this is just what this is part of the family business. And so poor Ed. You know, Peggy gets out of the car. Because of course she does. Because oh, because she's already her she's got her eyes are already a little beat up <laughs> from the initial accident where she ran over somebody and then brought him home. So Ed tries to, to ram into this tree there's ice on the ground so he spins out he hits the tree with the back of the car has to do it again because the front of the car is what needs to be damaged finally gets it right the second time he has um, and I quote the whiplash <laughs> and, and what we see is a tow truck taking their car away after just having been in an accident. And the only person who knows that there was a hole in the window before this accident is Peggy's co-worker. Because she saw the car in the garage in episode one. And so that's a leak that Peggy... Yeah. that either they're going to have to clean up or or it's going to come out but so far they're going to get their car fixed the, the big hole in the window is going to be gone and Peggy's going to think it's it's all behind them
0: yeah. and the coworker Costa she's already on to her she she noticed she's been a little jumpy
1: oh but and, and the coworkers smart too yeah like uh her and Peggy are going to go on this retreat i think if you ask me Peggy is going to try to take her out on this retreat. What? Peggy, Pe- Peggy is going to go with her coworker, and she's going to come back alone.
0: I I completely disagree. My prediction: I think they're going to hook up.
1: Oh no! Like, no, I I I would have maybe said that if Peggy didn't kill someone and is now like really trying to cover that up.
0: But I think they're going to hook up and maybe try and run away together or something like that.
1: You think she's going to tell? Oh, no.
0: Yeah, because they're going to form a bond. They're going to form a bond.
1: Oh, no. Kev- Peggy, Peggy needs to go full Malvo and just take her out. Wow.
0: That No, she does not have that kind of capability. She that, doesn't even that process. Fits,
1: that fits in her <laughs> sociopath M.O.
0: Uh, I just can't see her actually doing the act. Like, what is she gonna hit her with
1: her car again? Like, she's not gonna stab her or choke her. She's, she's gonna hit her with her car, drive the back way home, and then ask her husband to grind her up. <laughs> uh, and poor Ed with the whiplash is gonna do it again. He gonna do it again. You right? That's his gonna... wife. Yeah, and he wants some babies. He wants some babies. This man is gonna end up killing. How many people? Dozens of people by he the way. He don't, age don't
0: age. know, he don't kill him. He just grinds them up and disposes of the body. Mm-hmm. Sells it.
1: He, he sells it. Yeah. Business is booming.
0: <laughs> I mean, he wants to take over the shop. He gotta cut corners somehow. That's Oh my god. <laughs> selling meat on the side. That's a good, you know, hundred and fifty pound meat right there. Oh my god.
1: So i I'm, I'm legitimately not sure if Peggy thinks that this whole situation is officially wrapped up with the bow and it's over, or she's gonna do something to her coworker because she knows that's the only loose end left. Wow! And then Ed's just along for the ride, like <laughs> poor guy. I I think I, Ed dies. Ed, Ed, Ed literally grinded up a human being, and then goes back and works there every day. <laughs> like. And in and, and I don't think it's I don't think he's I don't think he's a sociopath. I, I just think he's just he's just along for the ride. Huh. He's, he's content.
0: He's, he's just you know
1: he's just along for the ride. He he doesn't think too deeply about things. And sometimes I wish I could do that. Um but he's he's just one of those people. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But the car is gonna get fixed. Um you know, this the uh, uh, one of the big scenes of this this of this episode. The car is fixed, yeah, and the car is fixed. But and Betsy has an idea. She's planting seeds. We'll see if anything grows from those seeds.
0: I think I think Lou's Lou's gonna get shot.
1: You think Lou is gonna get shot? Lou's playing with fire. I loved his line. I'm not from around here, so um I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be terrified or not
0: huh. so he thinks he's such a badass. like go back to Minnesota
1: i mean he he does think he's a he, he does think he's a badass that that is true, but when he's up against Dodd Gerhardt, he is
0: yeah. He pulls up on the Gerhardt farm against what him and that other cop with like 30 other people, guns on him. And he really wants to try to act like, you know, he's like, should we tell them who's the authorities here? Like, come on now. This is Gerhardt turf, buddy.
1: No, like, I, I don't know about here, but in Minnesota, when a police officer asks your question, you answer. Nah.
0: That's what you got to know, where, who you're dealing with. This is the Gerhardt family.
1: Can, can, can we just remind everyone who the authorities are here?
0: <laughs> See, that's what you are hating on Dodd. Dodd, Dodd Dodd's going to be the one who shoots Lou in the leg. I thought it was a kitchen brother. It's going to be Dodd because he accused Rye of murder, and that pissed him off.
1: I mean, I think, I think there's an equal chance that it is Dodd or Peggy. <laughs> it's Peggy. <laughs> I could just see her with a shotgun, just like
0: scared for her life, and just like,
1: oh, oopsies. And 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 what Lou, what what has really traumatized Lou, is he woke up right before he was about to go in that uh, meat grinder. <laughs> uh, what? But no, I I agree with Lou, that if. If I'm coming, to, even if I come to your turf, I'm not going to surrender my weapon. Like, that's the only thing I got. And, you know, so let, let's, let's, let's describe the scene. Um, the reason why Lou is at the Gerhardt property is because they found Rye's prints on the murder weapon. And so he's going to investigate. He's, he, he's going to the family to figure out where Rye is so he can, you know, take Rye into custody. Can we state
0: uh-huh. how you said they didn't have fingerprints back then?
1: I mean, I I did say that. I I think, I think there, there, they, there's some slip-ups in the show. Uh, like, th- this was what? This was like the '60s.
0: I think '70s, like mid
1: '70s. '70s, it was before computers were a thing. Like, I. It's they hand and they analyze them, you know, hand to hand
0: analysis.
1: Okay, so it was it was done by a human <laughs> being. Um, sure, sure thing, sure thing. Um, I'm I'm surprised he didn't Google the, the Gerhard family. Uh, but so he goes to the he, he goes to the he he wants to talk to the Gerhard family. He gets paired with this poor cop from Fargo who, and I quote. Um it, it might have been better for you to find your own fingerprints on that gun over a Gerhardt a, a member of the Gerhardt family. Like, if I heard that and I was about to go there, I'd ask for a different cop. Like, no <laughs> yeah. offense, but you're not up for the task.
0: I mean, that's probably the whole town if the Gerhardt it's North Dakota.
1: Like, I mean, if if that's the whole town then I'm going by myself like just, just point me in the right direction like I'm, I'm just going by myself at that point um, so they go um, there's there's armed guards waiting at the you know at the front um, they, they wave them in they pull up um, and some guys like okay hand over your weapons before you go inside and this this Fargo cop just gives him the weapon. Just give, gives this guy his weapon, and and Lou's like, excuse me, like, do you know who the authority is here? Like, I'm not giving you my gun. Um, and then the guy's like, well, you're not getting in there with your gun. But thankfully, Floyd the mom comes out. She's like, why are you here? And Lou says, you know, Rye's connected. You know, Rye murdered somebody. We we need to bring him in. Where is he? And then he's like, the, the Floyd says, "You're not like no, yeah. like you're not, you're not gonna take my son in." Um, Bear comes out, I think with another plate of food. I think he does, yeah. Um, Dodd shows up.
0: Pulls up a boy in his car, baby. He, he's strong.
1: He he pulls up. Um, Lou makes him look like a fool. Oh, pfft. he does. Dodd Dodd's like Dodd's talking to this other cop like you know, you're going to come up here and and do this. And, and Lou says, um, I'm the one who found his prince. You're dancing with the wrong woman. You're dancing with the wrong woman. And Dot says, what did you say to me? And Lou says, I found his prince. You should be talking to me. And Dot looks all angry. He ain't going to do nothing, but he, he looks all angry. Um, and, and th- thankfully for Dodd, because Dodd, Dodd was about to, to meet his maker right then, uh, oh Bear's son, Charlie, comes out and says, Hansel's looking for you, Dodd, or "Hansie's looking for you, Dodd. Dodd's like, not right now. Like, kind, kind of what that, that scene reminded me of like a little kid who's like on a standoff with his friend and his mom's like, come in for dinner. And he's like, not now, Mom. um but, of course, Hater. Hater. he's a little kid, so he's like, okay, okay, Charlie, I'll go talk to Hansy. Um, and he he, shoots he, he him off. He, like, winks at, at his other henchmen to, like, shoo him off um, like he was going to do anything. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that happened. And then his own daughter calls him out a few scenes later. So, Dodd's a nobody.
0: Oh, I'm just saying, if it ain't Dodd, who's the scary person? Because none of these people are scaring Lou, apparently, because he's Batman of Minnesota.
1: Batman? yes. That's what
0: I'm like. Alleg- who's the man that has him sitting on the porch?
1: I mean, maybe it's uh, Mike Milligan. Like, Lou was spooked at uh, Skip's. Typewriter shop. I guess because they had the shotguns on them. Yeah, like he he went home and talked about it. Like he he was spooked. <laughs> he went home and talked about. It. He did. <laughs> he, I, Lou Lou strikes me as a leave work at work kind of guy. No, he and, doesn't. And, and Betsy strikes me as a you're not going to talk about work at home kind of girl. Kind of girl.
0: They talk about it all the fucking
1: time. 'Cause her dad's the sheriff. I mean, maybe maybe Betsy's allows it, but <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't think Lou's coming home and and, and telling his wife that two shotguns were pointed at him.
0: I feel like they would be like, you know, yeah, them kitchen brothers, you know, they pulled two shotguns on me. Oh did they, huh? Yeah. But I think they left town. Well, that's My, good. That's a Minnesota talk. Uh,
1: I want to uh, season uh, uh, Minnesota I want to say Mike Milligan's line cuz I think it was awesome. So say the quote cuz you like it and I like oh. you
0: too. He said, "What did Ni- what did Nixon say? Peace and honor." Something like that. Then he turns around and looks at Lou, and says, I am not a criminal.
1: And I think I think he spooked him. I think I think Lou spooked. Yeah.
0: Cause he just gets in their head, he plays mind games with you.
1: He does. It's 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 Mike playing mind games with you and the fact that the Kitchen brothers don't speak.
0: Yeah. And the twins, a little trippy. Twins always freak people out.
1: Yeah. Um, at, at, at one point, he was like, um, Lou was like, well, I think I saw everything I needed to see here. I'm just going to head out. And Mike was like, no, you're not. You stay here. I was getting worried. I thought someone bad was going to happen to Lou. Yeah. Um, but then he was like, then, then Mike followed that up by saying, no, we're actually going to leave.
0: But that's a power play right there. It's like no, no, you you think you're a cop? Nah, you stay, buddy. Like we're good here.
1: Yeah, it is a power play. Um, and then I loved how the Kitchen Brothers were wearing their trench coats, and so they just like buckle their shotgun to their to their like belt buckle, and the trench coat hides it.
0: Yeah,
1: they're professionals.
0: Yeah, they're, they're cooler than I thought. I thought one was going to get be dead, but he ain't.
1: They're professionals, and um, Dodd is, is very uh, much not a professional. Dodd's going to fuck some people up. I'm telling you. Dodd's He's very much not a professional.
0: Dodd, I have Lou get shot in the leg, and I think it's going to be my boy Dodd. If,
1: if, if his daughter, Simone, is going to be the, the person who actually you know gets in gets in her dad oh. I'll best, take it best, best line of the, the episode was not the, the Mike Milligan line it was Simone at the very end after her dad hits her and she says oh does that get you hard hit me again
0: oh yeah that was cool just because then I'm like oh did he used to rape his yeah. daughter
1: I don't, think, I don't think he raped his daughter. I just think that she knows that he, he like, gets off of hitting people. Um, anyway. So, what we learned this episode was that Peggy and Ed might be off the hook because they fixed their car.
0: It might be, yeah.
1: Might be off the hook. And, and for the first time, Lou knows exactly who he's dealing with. He knows exactly who the Gerhardt family is now. And yeah. he even ran into the Kitchen Brothers and Mike Milligan, the Kansas City folks, who Hank, his father, father-in-law, already ran into. He knows who, who all the characters are. He's going to solve the case. The oh, case. my no. You know, little Molly, baby Molly solved the case. He's going like, that's just, it runs in the family. I disagree. I totally disagree. So he's, he's going to solve the case, but, you know, we'll see how that ends up happening.
0: I think the coworker Constance and Peggy they hook up. They do a little thing.
1: I think my so let's, let's move on to predictions. My prediction for next episode is that Peggy's coworker says something about the car to Hank or Lou.
0: Oh no, she's gonna keep it in house because she likes Peggy. No, she's keeping it in house.
1: Okay, what's, give me a prediction.
0: That's what I told you. Lou gets shot in the leg by
1: Dodd. Dodd, Dodd is not shooting him. It is it is it 100% going to be Mike. No. Mike Milligan is shooting Lou, but it, it's not Dodd. I'm sorry.
0: And I think that Constance and Peggy, they hook up, they kiss, or they confide. They have some type of really close bonding moment. Because, like... She's like, you like it dangerous. And she was like, coming up close. So I think there's something there. There's something there. And I don't think that Peggy's straight. I think that's why if, she wants to go if, to this seminar.
1: If that happens, it's just going to be to pull her in so she can slit her throat. What? <laughs> this man. I'm telling you, Peggy. I don't, this, I don't trust Peggy. She's not a killer. She, she's literally a killer. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Well, the manslaughter is, yeah, still.
1: I, 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 I think I think there's something wrong with her.
0: Actually, no, she's not a killer. Ed's the killer. I forgot. Ed actually killed it
1: She, she, she's a killer. I think. No. I think we can both agree that she's a killer. Okay. I thought she's actually not. She's actually a very. You know, she, she thought she was a killer she and she was okay with that.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. We, I will admit to that.
1: Yes. Um, poor dot He's, he's going to get killed by his own daughter. That's sad. Ooh,
0: I, I, I could go with that one.
1: Yeah. That's what I said. And then, and then bear, you know, there, there could be a Gerhart Kansas city mafia, uh, Minnesota police, three-way shootout. Bear's just going to be in the kitchen eating.
0: (laughs) I know. I feel like they really gave his size a little under. Like, to be eating that much, he better be huge. Like, look like Andre the Giant. All right, that's it for this episode. It was honestly better the second time I watched it than the first. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, we're gonna get three scenes of Baby Molly Watch, episode four. They're bringing us in. Ten out of ten. Can I already feel it? But that's it. That's it on Fargo Watch Party. You you can catch you know Brianna Donnell with the Modern Woman podcast on Mondays. I hope y'all been listening. We got a Modern Man podcast with me. If you if you if you don't listen to Fargo Watch Party, which you know you are clearly then you can also catch me on a modern man podcast. That's Wednesdays. So we release that every Wednesday. And then we, we also. There's a lot happening on, on the modern podcast network. Yeah. Do you want to tell them? You want to tell them what's happening? No, that, that's it. We got, we got a modern woman every Monday, a modern
1: man every Wednesday, a Watch party every Friday, um, putting out stuff on the YouTube channel. Go watch that. Sus- subscribe, like. Before we start recording, we're talking about some, some merch that might be coming um, hopefully it looks nice we'll, you know, Jay- 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 uh, hopefully Jay- it looks nice he has nice. <laughs> Jay- yeah, some interesting ideas we'll see if they actually
0: can oh. out in real life okay um, Yeah, there will be a drawing, and uh, we'll, we'll be giving away some merch. You know, we don't want to possibly. Just keep listening. That, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like, just keep listening. Or watching. Or watching. We gave you something. It's free. Yeah, yeah it's free content. Yeah. All right. Something, something hit
1: your podcast player inbox. That's what's important.
0: <laughs> All right, JJ. All right, I'll see you next week, Steven. See you next week. Bye.